Where do you watch TV? On Watch TV. Nowhere. On Watch TV. What's on Watch TV? On Watch TV is one of the most exciting channels on Roku and Amazon Fire TV with lots of categories to choose from, from movies to music, documentaries, and more. There's something for everyone. What if people want to place their content on Watch TV? You can visit the website onwatchtv.net to find out more or email onwatchtv at gmail.com. Don't forget, check out On Watch TV. See you on Watch TV. See you on Watch TV. On Watch TV is available now on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. Check it out. On Watch TV. Welcome to Let's Chew the Gum. I'm your host, Dr. K. Each time you tune in to Let's Chew the Gum, you can be sure of one thing. We always have something for your mind. Welcome to this latest edition of Let's Chew the Gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while you chew the gum. And this is episode three of the Car Chronicles. As you guys know, you've been listening for the past couple of weeks. I have been recording the episodes in my car on the road as we drive along. So happy trails to me, I hope. Hopefully no traffic. And I've mentioned before, and just because different folks are tuning in all the time, I mentioned I was doing it in this format because I've just been busy. And that's a good problem to have. And I did not want to let that get in the way of my time that I spend here with you on the podcast. I'm loving this flexibility. I do miss the convenience of well, this is convenient too, but I do miss the surroundings of my home studio where the background noise is controlled and whatnot. And, but that's okay, man. I hope the message is getting across. And I know it is because I've had quite a bit of response from the last two episodes, the last two Car Chronicles. And um, so I'm going to address some of that feedback today, some of the questions that were asked. And um, yeah, let's get right into it. So again... Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening to everyone from all around the world in all 70 plus countries that are listening to Let's Chew the Gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z. Before we get started, I do want to give out my email for the new listeners. If you ever would like to be a guest on the show or you have a topic idea or questions about the topics or discussions that we have, feel free to email me at let's chew the gum at gmail.com that's l-e-t-s-c-h-e-w-g-u-m at gmail.com i always respond back and you guys that listen all the time you know that i appreciate it so last week's episode we were discussing the situation with uh basketball nba player john morant 
who had recently gotten into some trouble after a video of him waving a gun while having a good time in a car, I suppose, surfaced on social media. And it was the second such incident where he was found to be in possession of a gun. Um, don't know if it was uh, registered, legal or whatnot, but that wasn't the point. The point was it was the second time in which he was in possession of a gun online and that was a disturbing image to the NBA, his team, and quite a few people. And so unlike most episodes where I don't talk about specific individuals, so for the most part, in those type of situations, I wanted to have the opportunity to discuss the ways in which perhaps society and maybe his inner circle possibly could have failed him or were there to give proper guidance so that he wouldn't find himself in that type of predicament. And I believe in the tagline or maybe the show's description, I have put no judgment, right? I don't come on this air to judge anyone. I, I have perspectives and takes on different things, but no judgment. Um, yet some folks... I don't know if they took it as judge, being judgmental of him, um, but it was not. It was calling into question, where are those individuals in society that can be relied upon to provide guidance for our youth and adolescents? That was the point. But the individual that I'm addressing, um, I believe it was Jason in Baltimore, but also um, some comments came from across the pond, as we say, over in Ireland uh, from James, I believe, uh, James in Dublin, similar concerns that it's not just adolescents that need guidance, children, adolescents, and adults. And I would say to that, you both are 100% correct. And so that gives the opportunity to expand upon last week's episode about inner circles or the village aspect of being accountable or responsible for our own, that expands it to what do we do for our adults? Because truly, it's not as if we attain a particular age in life and then we are safe or not prone to making mistakes. Anybody can make a mistake, snap judgment, happened quite a few times throughout history and just recently with someone close to me. So anything can happen in a given moment, right? And and I'm not talking about, in this case, rational decisions. Sometimes irrationality can creep in and someone's not in the right mind and something may occur. And I suppose that we could take a snapshot of any individual that's experienced a lapse in judgment, no matter the age, we could take a snapshot and based upon the image that is shown, the particular verbiage that's placed with the image or associated the conversation surrounding it, and we can paint a picture that does not justly portray the individual as a whole, because this is a snapshot in time. And I think um, in Jaws' case, and maybe what um, compelled is a strong word, but I'll use it, what compelled me to speak 
pointed last week was the fact that it was the second time in such a short period of time, especially after um, there was apparently some type of rehabilitative, rehabilitative actions or, or sessions that occurred and um, his own conversations with individuals such as uh, Jalen Rose and others that would have led us to believe that he understood the ramifications and the need to uh, put forth or portray a better image. But that's neither here nor there. As I said a moment ago, anyone can have a snapshot taken in their lives of a not so great moment. And what I don't want to do is characterize or overemphasize one incident to the detriment of an individual's character. So there's that. What I am saying today is I do, and thank you to uh, the listeners who emailed and responded to that episode. What I am saying today is sure enough, as adults, we need to have you know, good advisors around us also. We need to have support systems in place. Um, some folks can act independently, seemingly, more than others and not need as much um, of a support system or a, a group of advisors. But that's good to have, you know, bad associations. And what does it say? Bad associations cause useful company or something to that effect. We all need to have those individuals around us, no matter what age that are going to support us in positive ways, to encourage us to be the best version of ourselves, and to let us know when we are doing neither of those things, right? And um, so to Ja and all the young people out there and all the listeners that heard that last show, this episode is... uh, really dedicated to correcting or let's say adding on to or clarifying the misconception that it may have been uh, judgmental or there may have been uh, I don't want to call it ageism but we were talking about a particular age group as far as adolescents Again, it's not to say that adults don't need that supervision, guidance, or support as well. And we can see that readily. We see people acting out of ways, grown people acting out of ways every day. Turn on the news or look out your window or whatever it may be. Go online and we can see that. But our hope is that those things aren't so prevalent that they become the norm for for anyone, right, again, is it judgmental to say that we don't want that type of behavior to become the norm, should society have a code of ethics of sorts, or moral standards, values that we stand by? Not to say, yes, it should. That could sound judgmental. But I would pause anyone that would venture to say that because 
I think every society, every culture establishes the norms of what it means to be a part of that culture. The expectations placed upon individuals within that culture. And perhaps in a lot of ways, we have lapsed in a sense on upholding those values. It's become something maybe that's not so prevalently uh, displayed or advertised in media and news. And to the contrary, we see a lot of the behaviors that just a short time ago may have been outliers or on the outside. And we see it so much that we've come to accept it as the norm. So is that the new norm? Well, I wouldn't go that far, but I believe every culture has their own inherent rights to establish new norms if they so see fit. The bumpy road, folks. This is Let's Chew the Gum, the Car Chronicles, man. I'm doing this show from my car as I drive along, not in the studio right now. And yeah, that was a bumpy road. It probably made my voice reverberate or heard things jostling around in the car. Uh, maybe you didn't. So do societies, can societies, should societies be allowed, or cultures be allowed to establish their norms? Of course. Of course. The question is, now who gets to decide? Who gets to decide who makes those norms? And within our generation today, our current generation, it seems as if social media and whomever controls what's out on social media gets to determine what the norms are. We have become normed according to social media standards. And it's interesting that you'll see folks put in, what do they call it, Facebook jail or Instagram jail or have their Twitter account blocked, things like that for either behaviors or inappropriate content was deemed as inappropriate content. And that, in its sense, policing the norms and establishing a culture and in a way demanding that participants adhere to those norms. What's also interesting is there's a lot that's allowed to go on on some of the same social media platforms such as Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, you name it, it goes on and on and on. There's a lot that's allowed, so when it comes to determining what is acceptable and what's not acceptable, it's relative. It's all relative, depending on who or according to who. Because I see, in my experience, if I were to look through the lens of, let's say, uh, my grandmother or someone else akin to her value systems and she may see that 90 to 95% of what is on social media is outside the norms of what's acceptable right whereas maybe those who are in control of social <laughs> social media jail Facebook jail Instagram jail Instagram jail and excluding folks from TikTok Maybe those folks find very 
specific things to determine if it's inappropriate. So I, I guess it's to each his own. But I do know in society, when we talk about a collective society, we have in various cultures established a social contract, the ways in which we live amongst each other, the often unspoken words or the unspoken ways that we have determined what's acceptable. It's an interesting concept to ponder because no matter how you slice it, it still comes down to some are making the decisions and some have to abide by the decisions of others and they don't always have a voice. How much is, how far do we go? How much is too much? Where, where does the needle stop? How much is it is acceptable? And is it acceptable by all members of the society? Oftentimes you'll see that there are particular individuals in a society, in a culture or subculture that can act, do, or say things that when others do almost the exact same thing, then it's deemed as inappropriate. As before, the other individual who had previously done it was maybe applauded. And, and that's, that's very prevalent. We saw that in, I don't know if you are, I know a lot of you are uh, fans of the NCAA Women's uh, Basketball Tournament Final Four, and you possibly were aware of the story of the young black basketball player from Iowa and the other player from LSU. And when particular gestures during the season and throughout the tournament were made by the player from Iowa, people were so proud. They said things like, so proud and great for her. And she expresses herself well. And that's what's missing in sports. And then the same exact actions. And, and nothing's ever the same exact. But in this case, 99.9% the same exact actions, the gestures, the choke signs, the hand gestures, the trash talking, if you will, on the court was done by an LSU player at the behest of the player from LSU. Did I use that word correct? <laughs> anyway, when the player from LSU did that and the player from Kansas, I'm sorry, Iowa was on the other end of it. It was much different responses. The player from LSU was called a bad sport and a thug and everything that's wrong with the sport and that she should know better and be reprimanded and she should lose endorsement deals and it was distasteful. I mean, it was the same exact action and so we know that hypocrisy exists. We know that inequities exist. We know that prejudices in all forms, whether it's race, social class, age, size, gender, 
discrimination ability-wise, not only prejudice, but downright discrimination in those regards, we know that they exist. I'm sitting here and I, I was just in awe of listening to that statement about the disparities in responses to the same action. I don't know what happens to if we see someone in Jaws situation waving a gun and is on social media and the backlash is suspension um, loss of sponsorships etc but now that I think about it I have seen where other groups may have had a different response to someone to someone not only waving a gun but someone actually using a gun in a situation where they caused harm to the point of death upon another person. And as I'm driving now on this two-lane highway with cars zooming in both directions at about 70 miles an hour, I can't recall the individual's name. I want to say Rittendorf, but I don't want to say any name because I don't want to misspeak. But this is a highly publicized case where an individual had a weapon. This, this is not the same as Ja with just someone with someone waving a gun. This individual had a gun and went and perpetrated a crime of murder in another state. But I did hear responses from some who applauded and supported the individual's right to have a gun as a part of the Second Amendment. Uh, of the United States Constitution of the Constitution of the United States of America forgive me and when you look at it that way I think there needs to be equity and outrage see I was not talking down on Ja Moran I was talking him up I was talking down upon the fact that we should have individuals that can assist in other individuals in society with sound advice. Again, that could be a legally owned firearm that John Morant was waving around. And it could be that there is a policy um, in the NBA amongst his players about certain type of conduct in public. Because for sure, he is not the only person in the NBA with a gun. He is not the only individual in the NBA, including coaches, owners, staff members, executives that has a gun. And there could be others that have been on social media waving a gun around or brandishing a gun and maybe there's a different reaction. I don't know if it would be in this case, but I can speak only from past experiences. There are differences. There are differences in the way we view individuals based upon our past experiences. There are ways that we determine 
who belongs based upon our past experience. Who's good, who's dangerous, who's bad. Those things exist. My hope is that we understand that we are all people and that we all need support and that we all make mistakes and that empathy should be equally distributed amongst individuals despite their differences when they find themselves in the same circumstance. Because that could be you, that could be someone you love, your child, your mate, your friend, your parent, your grandparent, cousin, uncle, aunt, that could be anyone at any given time. As you know, the prison system is full of lots of innocent people. And I didn't mean that in the way that historically people have used that. When someone says, I'm innocent, and maybe a judge or an officer will say, well, prison's full of lots of innocent people because lots of people in prison proclaim their innocence. Uh, I didn't mean it that way. I meant that there are lots of individuals in the penal system that are truly innocent. We hear about the few every once in a while when there is DNA. Man, see, this, this conversation can go deep. It can go really deep and onto a whole different topic, which is okay. That's why this is called Let's Chew the Gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while we chew the gum. So everything is fair game as long as it's from A to Z. And I don't know what falls outside of that. People, I'm not going to stay on too long because I'm turning the corner right now in the car chronicles. I'm not going to stay on too long, but I'll leave you with this. If you can see yourself and the others that you seek to place judgment upon, how apt are you to judge them less harshly? I'll repeat it. If you can see yourself and the individuals that you seek to place judgment upon, how apt would you be to judge less harshly? And I think that's a problem that is over all society is that oftentimes we don't see nor do we try to see others as we see ourselves because there's some false empowerment with differing others or seeing others as different. There's some false empowerment when looking at someone who you perceive as different. And again, you can go back to the two NCAA women's basketball players from Iowa and LSU. Someone saw one one way and someone saw the other another way. And when they did the same exact action, one was lauded and applauded and given accolades and the other was demonized. And if folks had the power who were doing the demonizing, she would have been ostracized. So one last time I'll say it. If you can see others that you intend to judge, 
as you see yourself. And I know that was a paraphrase. But how likely are you to judge less harshly? I like to think and pride myself on not judging anyone. Not only do I not have to, I'm not supposed to. And I say that and I repeat that and I hold myself to it. And if you ever catch me in a situation where I'm not holding myself to that standard, please let me know because I never ever want to do that. But I will speak on the topic. And I will, as I tried to do today, to paint a picture or to create a scenario or an image where we all can look from our perspectives, any perspective, and learn from it and grow from it. Again, including myself. And so I hope I've done that today to dispel the ideas that anyone may have that when it came to John Morant and the recent trouble he found himself in, due to a video of him waving a gun was seen on social media. I hope I've dispelled that from being judgmental and shown the correct light on it to emphasize that it was not being judgmental, but it was strictly commentary on society's responsibility to all its members. And calling out those around you and those around any of you, including myself, to be there when a friend really needs you to be there. Because truly, a friend in need is a friend indeed. I thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Chew the Gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while we chew the gum. Remember to email me at letschewthegum at gmail.com. This podcast is available here where you're listening and on every major podcast outlet. I thank you so much. I appreciate you. I look forward to having you back next week. And remember, we always have. Mind. Mind.